0: Let's kick things off today with what's hot, what's not with Matt Taylor from MJT Hospitality. And Matt, what is a trend that you think was really popular in 2023 in restaurants, whether that's a flavor, a style of service, a different type of restaurant that's opening, but a trend that you saw in 2023 that you think is going to peter off and not be so hot in 2024, maybe something that restaurants can look to avoid a little bit because it's
1: about to cool down? I love that question. This is um, this is one of those uh, questions that everybody's trying to get ahead of. So I'm going to go back to basics, and I'm going to tell you that automation, while we need it, is also doing a little bit of disservice in 2023. You saw so much automation happening that we started moving away from Guest service. And I think that what we can do to combat that trend and what we'll see in 24, 25, 26 is a real resurgence to training guest service. We need to create experiences again in hospitality and we need to make sure that our team members are creating that experience for our guests. While we might have a robotic arm dropping the fryer in, we still need that human being interfacing with our guests and creating the opportunity for an experience uh that really went away as a pandemic response um from 2021-22 and now i think we're going to see that corrected and we're going to get more person to person again
0: well thanks matt now let's get to the episode you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omar. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and I have long been a fan of the three gentlemen that are sitting next to me tonight from their previous restaurants and exploits. So when I heard that they were teaming up for a restaurant, I was excited. And then I heard it was a pizza joint, which is my favorite food. Doubly excited. And I just, I, I was over the moon. I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And it was about a year from you guys' first social media posts until you finally opened to the public. And you know what? It was worth every second of the wait. Because this pizza is something special. We are going to get into it tonight. Please help me welcome the chefs and owners. We have Tim Maids. Carlos Mendes Hi. and Roberto Garcia. What's up? <laughs> okay, so since we have three different voices tonight, I would love for each of you to just int- introduce yourselves real quick and maybe give us two or three sentences on what excites you most about this concept and what you've seen in these first couple weeks of business. Start uh, with you, Tim. I'm Tim Maids. Um, I think
2: pizza was just the way to bring everyone together, and so we're very excited to see what comes next.
3: Carlos Mendes. Uh, everything started pretty in an interesting way. It Was to create community. We we love the area where we are, and I think the pizza is community.
4: Uh, my name is Roberto Garcia, and uh, I'm very excited just to walk to work with these two gentlemen. Like they are like institution, I guess. This guy has been in the restaurant business for a long time, and I work with Tim's brother, so they are like like a family. So yeah, it's it's really cool to work with people that you know and once you want to like work to the same goal, it's pretty cool.
0: Now yeah, you guys are like six degrees of Omaha restaurant royalty. like if there's somebody in the city who hasn't interacted with you in some way, shape or form, it feels like impossible. But anyway, you mentioned the area and you're so excited to be a part of this area, we should tell the people where it is. This is Dolomites located inside Millwork Commons, which is a new ish development right across from the baseball stadium downtown. It's starting to blow up. they got cone flour down there, cross-strain, archetype coffee, sweet magnolias. I mean, yeah, you can can do some pretty good (laughs) stuff down there. (laughs) So, obviously, there are so many different types of pizzas in Omaha, so many different pizza joints. How would you describe Dolomiti to somebody who's visiting for the first time?
2: This one's on me, huh? Yeah. (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: I mean, initially the thought
2: was uh, my brother and I both worked in northern Italy and that's where the name Dolomiti comes from. It's named after the Dolomite mountain range uh, that separates Austria from northern Italy. Um, And when we worked in this hotel, you would go to these little taverns basically and they would just have, they all had their own version of this pizza that wasn't really Neapolitan. It wasn't really New York. It was just good pizza. Um, and that's something I feel like is hard to find, harder to find than you'd think. Cause you know, in the States, at least everyone's like, Oh, like what style are you doing? What are you doing? What's this? What's that? And it's just like, I don't know. We just wanted to make good pizza and like also, you know, come in and have some wine and hang out. So, um, initially we started the, the idea with my brother, but he's too busy for us. So <laughs> Carlos and I just kept going and, and we kind of stuck with that initial, um, idea though. We really wanted A northern Italian influence since most of the Italian food in Omaha is uh, southern Italian influenced. And so we're like, yeah, let's just kind of do our own thing and uh, mix it up a little bit.
0: What's the difference between those north and south Italian?
2: Um, For us, like it's a lot more Germanic influence. I was born in Switzerland, so that was a big thing for us. So um, it used to be part of Austria uh, before World War II. Um, So like when we worked up there, they spoke German up there. They didn't even speak Italian. It's that far north. Um, and it's just a lot more heartier grains, like their pastas are not as light. It's just definitely more Alpine kind of mountain food. And, and, a, little, of,
4: and a little more butter. <laughs> and a little more butter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lots of butter.
4: A little more butter than olive oil,
2: and And yeah, I mean, that's, Roberto knows he's worked with my brother for many years oh. over the years. So he knows exactly kind of just, just to differentiate a little <laughs> bit. Because there's, a, uh, there's so, many, so much good pizza in Omaha. We wanted to do ours just a little different.
0: And just in case anyone isn't aware, we've made several references to Tim's bro. That would be Ben Maids, who is the executive chef at uh, Au Courant, which Carlos owns. And he's also, is he the culinary director of Flagship Restaurant yep. Group? Yeah. Okay. That's a nice way to put it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk about this pizza, because it is very unique um, and there are different terms that could maybe be used for it. Uh, I've heard someone um, call it neo Neapolitan. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll let you guys define what it is. But I remember the first time I bit it, it was just like you described him. It was kind of like confusing to me because it's it's like chewy and, and it's got like that good elasticity like a Neapolitan does, but it's also it's got that firm and it's got a little crispy like crunch on it like a New York would. And I remember Carlos first time I came in. We were over by the oven, and a pizza had just come out. And you had the chef pick up the pizza, and he was just holding both sides of it, and there was no sag in the middle. It was completely firm all the way through. Like, how, how do you describe this style of pizza? When somebody's coming up to you guys, and they're like, hey, what, what type of pizza do you got down there at Dolomiti? How do you describe this?
3: Neapolitan look with uh, a, <clears throat> sorry, the Neapolitan look with a kind of, New York style. That's kind of basically right in the middle. That's what we wanted to do, and hopefully, we accomplished what we were looking for a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, just I tell everyone we got greedy. Like we wanted the best of both. You know, yeah. like I love New York style pizza for what it is, and we love Neapolitan style for what it is. But my girlfriend Evan and I, we went to uh, we we ate at all the oldest pizzerias in Naples, and it just wasn't my favorite version of pizza. I understand that's where it came from, so it's nice to see where it's gone since then. Um, and like I said, so we just combined everything we liked about the different styles and just formulated our own. And like you said, that's hopefully what we accomplished, you know, just by our ingredients and our processes. And even the oven that we
3: use, you know, it really sets it apart, I think. That's an important part of the process is the oven.
0: Well, we're going to get into that oven. But first, <laughs> I, I, I want to I wanna understand the science behind the dough. How, how do oh, you, God. like... <laughs> Lots of percentages and yeah. ratios. No, but t- this is this is his baby now. <laughs> Tell me about it, Roberto. Tell me about <laughs> the dough. Well, um,
4: first of all, I didn't know what I was going to when I started to work with pizza. I, I it, it's it's a whole different game. But um, uh, I started to kind of like a research and understand. The first thing Tim did to me was like hand me these two books that I absolutely love now, and I just read it. Um, and uh, the dough is, uh, is and is, is the you know it's the start of the of the show um I read and I know that a lot of Neapolitan people uses a double o, which is like high high gluten for and, the flour, and, yes. yeah for the flour, and then flour high gluten is pretty much because the colder temperatures in America is grown here and then send it back there and then they send it back, and I was like, wait, well, we gotta do that, you know then. I started to try it and it's like chewy but without a crispy, you know. And then when you rewarm it, it's like really gummy. It's tough, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, like what's what's that for, right? So then we start to experiment with the different flours. I found this one that I love, and it's been working well since. Also, Tim has the base of the of the um, of the, the of the original of the original recipe for the dough. And something that I really like is the semolina that he has. Also, the first pop-up that I helped him, he was like, oh, I put semolina in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i reading about the Northern Italian cuisine. Uh, that is one of the main things, you know, the semolina, the grain. So it's like, okay, we're going to keep it. And uh, I think the difference is like the sourdough to the fermentations that make it so edible. You know, you can eat probably a, a couple of pies and still feel like you are not super heavy. Mm-hmm. And and it's no high protein. It's no double O. It's not like the regular the, everybody uses. Caputo. It's just, we're not we're not following rules. in <laughs> The Neapolitan. We, there
0: are no rules know. at dolomiti
4: uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, so, I think that's it.
0: So why sourdough pizza? I feel like I'm starting to see that pop up more and more. Not just in Omaha, but really throughout the country. Is is sourdough pizza kind of having a moment here? Yeah, I think
2: it even launched off more you know, during COVID. That's when everyone started baking at their house and everyone got obsessed with sourdough, which is just, I mean, as most things do, they just go back to where you come from. So before commercial yeast was a thing, which is relatively new in the grand scheme of uh, bread, and you know human existence—it's like sourdough was it? It's just a natural fermentation. Same with wine. Now you got natural wines coming back. All this stuff. Um, and what people are realizing is that they've just been eating this like very sterile, sanitary food, and now you've got so many sensitivities, so many allergens, all this stuff. And the beauty of sourdough is along with the two-day ferment that like it, it's already pre-digested, literally on like a on like a microscopic level um the sourdough starter is just it's been fermenting already and then it starts chewing on that gluten for you and it just kind of breaks it down so by the time you eat it like you said you can even crush one of those whole pies and you're you're you good go for to go a run after, yeah, yeah. you you feel light and that, and that's to me that's that was the european style and that's what our buddy pasquale who sold us the oven who is uh, as true Italian and as true. they come and he's from Naples and he and he even said the, and we never forgot it i mean the one thing that he said the first said, thing he
3: said he just goes
2: the yeah. dough must be digestible and we kind of laughed cuz i was like no american has ever said that about <laughs> pizza that's like the last <laughs> thing they worry about but he goes the dough must be digestible
3: and that's stuck in stink. our minds and we're gonna yeah. we kind of to be able to make that happen, so yeah
0: how long was the r and d process until you felt like Yes, we, we got the exact texture, consistency, everything that we're looking for. Well, the day
3: before we opened the yeah. restaurant, bro.
4: <laughs> I mean, these guys worked probably years before me. I just jump at the end of the of the. That's the way the to project. do it, though.
0: Yeah, you just write on like, somebody's coattails, let them do most of the work, <coughs> and then finish
2: it. Well, the hard work is definitely now. Yeah. But the dough, the dough recipe, I started working on it over a year ago. Like, I've always liked baking, but... The dough as we have it is about a year old, but even, like you said, even the semolina, I tried it once and I really enjoyed it, um, and I was experimenting with ratios, and then we just kind of, like, dialed it in more, and then that's what we enjoyed. And for people who don't know, the semolina is what they use to make pasta, so why pasta is yellow, um, and it just gives it that nice color and this aroma that we just love, and also gives it this crispy crackerness that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But- Sorry, go
4: ahead. No, no, I say I just moved back from Oregon to Omaha and yeah, they asked me if you wanna be part of so I don't I don't know much about the previous work that they done, but I know it's a lot. It's all the boring yeah. stuff. Yeah. You were you were the one that's, who that's Carlos's came, department. <laughs> but but yeah, I came back and, and you know the fermentation and then start to take things out of the dough recipe, add more things and stuff like that and just Yeah, dough is it's a different animal. It's like I every single time is some challenge with the dog for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah, tell me about that because we've had other pizza makers on the show and they talk about how it just changes wildly just based off the weather, based off humidity, whether it's, you know, 110 degrees outside or like a couple weeks ago it's negative 20 or, you know, all all these different things. How do you account for that in the restaurant? You don't. (laughs) You just like, you just do
4: the chef thing. I think like, being a chef is like seventy-five percent like a problem solved. The other thirty is like cooking, you know. And every challenge is just like gotta give a solution not a problem. So it's it it really dough is so sensitive that even like if I'm bowling the same dough, he's doing it. If He worked it too much. That semolina and gluten is activated and it gets super tense so next day one will be like really perfect the other one will be like stress because you, so it's it's just like everything matters you know humidity climate everything it's such a we, science we find out like when we when we have the the oven it's like a huge vent on the restaurant and then like as soon as i, I open the, the the lid of the dough that Ben will like blow straight to the dough, and it will make like a this cross or like a what's going on? Yeah, it's like things you could never like plan you never, for. Ever. Yeah, like so. there
2: was a weird vent blowing right at where we work with the dough, yeah. and right away we're like, well, we can't have that air blowing yeah. on our dough; it dries it out immediately.
4: I, I, I just like, what is going and
2: on? And then it's just like, like you know, they <laughs> didn't Pics, like, oh, And pizzas were thing.
3: taking twice yeah. longer to be yeah. able to stretch them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot of challenges that it comes with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just construction, yeah. and they don't, you know, they're
2: like, yeah. well, we didn't know where this vent needs to go. It just, that's where it is, and yeah. it just happened that's right in the path of our dough, so we had to climb up on a ladder and try, close them try the to adjust things as much as we <laughs> yeah, can. No, yeah. It's
3: it's crazy. It's
2: about improvising a lot of times. That's Yeah, that's what you're saying. I mean, cooking is literally, something yeah. goes wrong all the time, and you just roll with it. That's the only way. you got to be like
0: water. Otherwise, yeah. you won't make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this oven. Um it is a Marana Forney wood-fired oven that you had shipped in from Italy, had to go down to Miami to pick it up. And I actually found a quote from you, Tim, that I thought was really interesting. You said, we are going domestic as locally as possible for everything we can, except the oven. That was never a question. We needed this exact oven, and they're only made in Italy. So what made this the oven that you had to have? Like, What are the characteristics of it that make it so special?
2: Um, this is what my brother and I disagreed on with Carlos all the time. <laughs>
4: because goes against the rules. Because, yeah, again,
2: he, he's, he's very traditional and follows the rules. We are not that way. Um, but for us, I mean, the oven is everything. I mean, it is, you know, like it is – as the dough is everything for your food, the oven is everything for your kitchen. Um, and, like, we – I mean – we had to go to Miami because we had to pick out this oven. <laughs> we need to go um, and check it you, out. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yes. 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 It it was, I mean, at the end of the trip, I told God, I was like, I can't eat any more food. And he, he actually put me to work. Ask Palm. She had enough of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the oven was everything. And mostly just because again, we got greedy. Like we wanted the consistency of gas, but we wanted the aspect of wood fire. So this oven allowed us to do both. Um, also, being relatively new to the pizza game overall, we um, We didn't. We, this oven has a rotating deck inside, which just helps maintain consistency, and it basically eliminates one person's job who has to baby the, the pies. So if you see a Neapolitan oven, there's always a guy in his, literally his job, the pizzolio, just to work each pizza. And this gives us just a little more time in between pies that you could build it and launch it, and you don't have to babysit it because it's rotating for you. So that was very important for us. The deck of the oven has like a million little golf ball like uh, dents in it yeah and so it just it like allows the dough to be super crispy um again another thing that was important for us and like how it travels after the fact you know how it holds up when you take it to go and that oven just kind of hit everything we wanted and
3: yeah it has a pilot also on the bottom but when it rotates it keeps me in the bottom hot so it helps me also to kind of make the the crust and it's really cool looking
0: too it is pretty
3: cool. Yeah, we, we rolled sure. the dice on that color. That's what
2: uh, Pasquale, the Italian guy, we asked no. him. We're like, have you ever seen one like this? And he just goes, no. Nope. we're like, do you like it? And he just goes, no. It's the most interesting. And we knew that he hated, yeah. it. It, it, like that. He hated it. It wasn't red. He's it like had nothing every, to do with Ferrari. Everybody wants
3: a Ferrari red. That, <laughs> that was his answer. It's like everybody in the country, everybody who orders the same one, it is Ferrari red.
4: Yeah.
2: And I, I don't know who has one quite like it around anyway. It is truly unique. I haven't seen a rotating one like that. I think that. Kansas
4: yes. City has one, uh, the same brand. And okay. I think hy and on Al West has one too. I don't know. think it's that brand. It's though. not the same brand, yeah. but it rotates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's it's so many benefits. with the. It's just more... Um, consistent. It's consistent. Actually, it's more um, efficient, you know, because you can put eight, nine pies and... Every single one cook at the same time, the same way, and
3: so in two minutes, uh, 15 seconds, you're having nine pies. Nine pies run.
0: And I mean, with a wood-fired oven, it can take years yeah, to learn yeah. how to master those things, to learn how to yeah. move pizzas around, to know where your oven's hot spots are, to you know lift it off the deck at times, and you know get that char. So I think it, you know it makes sense to, if you can find one that produces a great product while limiting that amount of training time that you have to go through makes all the sense in the world yeah we are many things but we're not italian so
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep also the the most difficult part about working with wood like a wood fire is like to, to maintain the heat you know and it you gotta like all the difference between what or where the wood was before and you know sometimes light up really quick sometimes doesn't so yeah it's 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 pretty complicated to work with wood fire for sure.
0: How long did it take before you guys felt comfortable with this oven? We're still working on Yeah, I was on like, it. uh, <laughs> <We're still working laughs> not there yet, TBD. <laughs> yeah, we're I learning mean, something Ro- Roberto's be there. specialty is, like,
2: wood fire, so he speaks the language. Like, that is his world, and he crushes it. And, uh, yeah, you just get used to each oven, but, like you said, everything, there's so many variables that we thought initially, if we can even dial a couple of those back, to give us a break, we
0: will take it, <laughs> for sure. Okay. So, Tim and Carlos, you guys attended the 40th annual annual excuse me International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas in March.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our boy's Brett Geiger yeah. from uh, <laughs> Izzy's Pizza Bus down there. He, he He was there as well. What were – I mean, we were kind of talking about this off the mics and just what a spectacle it was and how much you learned. What were some of the key takeaways that you think – you were able to use to influence Dolomiti.
3: Educational. We never thought. In, in my, I mean, in my case, it blew my mind to see the dimension and you know how how many people were coming, how the community worked, how interesting it was to differentiate American uh, Italians and Italians. That was a kind of pretty pretty interesting kind of contrast. But it was fun. It was a lot of learning. They teach me classes in the in the morning. You attend to whichever you want to go, and then at, night, at the night, in the afternoon, you go and get a break. You eat, and then you start talking with all reps, and you eat a lot. And you you eat eat a lot. And you I can imagine. It's yeah. a lot of reps, and you have the opportunity to kind of get samples and products from multiple people and try all the doughs and all the flowers, and it's very interesting. Equipment, for me, the most important part was education. Yeah we, so, uh, we so, yeah. felt
2: like we were going to school. Like we yes. were joking about it. We were in Vegas, we were waking up, we set alarms, we had like a backpack and we had our notes. <laughs> like we were ready to learn and it and it truly did. I mean we learned so much. We got there by seven
3: thirty in the morning and left by four thirty, but tired. And yeah. then we walked the whole city back, probably. Yeah. Back to the hotel, eat something, go to sleep, wake up early the next day. It was like no the normal or the typical Vegas uh trip. <laughs>
2: No, no no (laughs) hangovers.
0: Okay, one last menu item that i got to ask you guys about before we get into the backstory, because I think you guys have become very well-known for pizza. There's no question about that. But your sandwiches are slept on. As much as I love your pizza, the sandwiches are maybe as good, and that's because you just take pizza dough and fold it over and stuff a bunch of awesome stuff inside it, and that's the sandwich. It's... It's a beautiful thing. It sounds wild, but it's really, really good. Who came up with that idea?
3: Oh, that was part of the Miami trip. Yeah. We literally, I almost cried trying one of those paninos in a <laughs> pizzeria. We went, I tried, and it was a moment. Yeah. It was like, a, oh, my God. I mean, tears coming dialogue. out. like, yeah. a, okay, this is like a ooh, moment. That was exactly what it was, and...
0: I mean, that's you know? basically how I felt when I was eating it the first time. I was just Here like, we go. what the heck? And yet, so poor Roberto,
2: it. he didn't get to go to Miami with us. And we're like, hey, we had this amazing sandwich. Now you figure it out. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> you, you do it now.
4: I, I think that sandwich is, is kind of like a trend right now everywhere. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and it has his special name. I just like, to be honest, I just research translation of sandwich to you know English to Italian and say Spanino like alright we're going to call it Spanino <laughs> but it has actually another name and uh, a lot of people is doing it and you know who doesn't like a fried egg and ham and aioli you know like, and so you just put, yeah, so it's like a ham neck sandwich but with prosciutto which is fancier and with a light bread I don't know it's, it's something that I think I told you when you went there, it's like I'm not really happy with sandwiches. Sometimes they are delicious, but you bite to it, and like everything comes out, and like have all these things in your hands, and like have like a thousand napkins, and that one is just so easy to eat. it is I don't know. It's like a mix between pizza, taco, and a sandwich. I don't know. it's like. There we go. And once, if you don't you know? think that sounds good, then you <laughs> like can just leave. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's 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 yeah. So it was great, and yeah, we just figure out things to do, and there's so many more ideas to do with that. But right now we just wanted it some kind of like a, a consistency, get used to uh, the, the, the place, the oven, and more ideas are coming soon. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I want to touch on that, but I want to I hit on, like, again, just the lightness and the airiness of the dough because it's a monster, like, of yeah. a sandwich. Like, you can hold it in both hands pretty easily, but you eat it and you, like, you feel good because it's, it's not just this big gut bomb. It's, it feels very light and everything. Now, what you just said, I want to hit on a little bit more closely in that when you open a restaurant, I'm sure that you guys as chefs, especially ones who have worked in so many different places, so many different cuisines, you've just got ideas popping off. I'm sure you could have a menu of 40 pizzas easily and 10 sandwiches and all kinds of different appetizers and stuff. But especially when you're working with new equipment, you're in a new space, you've got a new team and everything. You don't want to expand too fast. How do you how did you hone in the menu and say these are our I think it's 7 or 8 pizzas, we got two sandwiches, we got a couple apps. How do you like distill all this knowledge and all this excitement you have down into the menu that you have right now? I mean, well, space is a big one. Like Storage yes. is a big part of it, too. <laughs> you uh, only
3: have so much room to do so much. And, yeah. and, and you kind of yeah. rather open a restaurant serving consist- something consistent, good food. I mean, from the beginning, you always have time to explore and and try a new a new dish or start developing things. But in the beginning, at least for us, it's important that every single dish that we put on the table has been taken care of. I mean, we have put I mean, the effort to kind of serve it the best way possible even though has, sometimes it's challenging. We, we opened the restaurant, I I explained how this restaurant happened based on, imagine that you're jumping on a treadmill that is going all the way. <laughs> we were ready to sell 40 pies in a good day, and we hit one day 240 in a, in a day. So it's, uh, it's been a learning a quick curve learning. for <laughs> us, which having a small menu was very, very helpful. So We still have a bunch of ideas and things that we well, definitely would do. We'll do it slowly.
4: For me, I don't believe much on big menus because I feel like if you're trying, there is a saying in Mexico, I'd say, if you're trying to hold too much, you don't hold it tight. So I never, when I see like big menus, I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, like how long it's been there, like how many times they produce. I don't know. I just like consistency and trying to, like, the little I have, trying to make it right. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the menu, how it's designed, it was because I've never worked with pizza. I've been working pizza probably four months or five months. And uh, I'm glad that when I came back from Oregon, I called Kane because he's a good friend of mine. I help him with his, like, dinners. Like, hey, you have, like, some time for me or whatever. Like, I know I'm, I don't have hours, but my brother is opening a pizzeria. So shout out to Moose because he has a, a good pizza in town, one of the best pizzas. And I learned the basic from him and things that he will tell me now like make sense a lot like oh okay I got it and this guy has been like working with pizza yeah Colin's been crushing it for years but -hmm. but what I am see the difference between pizza guys and chefs like uh, you know pizza guys follow rules and they want all like right straight up whatever and for me as a chef starting first like with different ideas different you know tastes or whatever season everything I don't know it's just like different I just mix it together and that's how the menu came, you know? And also the season, you know, like beets is in the menu because it's like winter. Beets, yes. and and And, you know, like, I mean, the uh, roasted parsnip gelato. you know, I, I work in Oregon and I have this custard with that thing and it always smells like caramel to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I just want to so see, good. like, I just want to do like sea salt caramel with this. And I have an idea, even though when I was in Oregon, like we do roasted parsnip ice cream, and that's the caramel. And then we put a little bit of caviar, and that's the salt. And it was like, that would be great for New Year's Eve or something, you know? Whoa. But, yeah, so just, just season. And I guess the experience I have with all the great chefs in Omaha, I just kind of like, I know what people like, Brussels sprouts, from sauce, all that stuff. You just put it together, and it just shows, you know?
0: Okay, let's get into the origin story here. You said that this, was, this idea kind of originated on a trip. Uh, that you and Ben took, but then Ben got too busy. How did you get roped into this, Carlos?
3: No, I was from the beginning. It was Ben and me, and then we brought him, ah, and then okay. Ben walked. So that's kind of pretty much what he happened.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Yeah,
3: so I was dragged in. Yeah, yeah he
0: was dragged <laughs> in. So for for people who don't know, Carlos, this is not his first foray into restaurant ownership. He owns Au Courant, which is one of Omaha's best, if not the best, fine dining restaurant. Uh, previously have had Espana, and, which was a tapas restaurant, The Hunger Block, which was Latin American food, and also just recently opened uh, Rotisserie Urban Bistro, which is a rotisserie chicken place. Very casual, very awesome. Go check that out in Xarban, too. But, so you've got a wide restaurant profile here. W- what about pizza attracted you? What, what made you say, this is a good idea, I want to chase this one?
3: We all love pizza. It's that simple. Nah, it Everybody loves together. pizza. It's yeah. interesting. You bring people together and, you know, people appreciate it. People love it. People are passionate about it. And, you know, that's kind of, yeah, and more, again, more again than we thought. <laughs> pizza equals, I mean, community. If you check, that's why there are so many pizzerias in this town. Everybody loves it. Everybody comes and they, they are attached to a specific location and a specific pizzeria where they go and eat and they bring their family. And that's kind of what we will live in. So that's why we said like okay, you know, pizza is the perfect, I mean, kinda ingredient that that area needs besides yeah, it's I mean a new, all the amazing places that they are in, yeah. in Millworks.
2: So. New neighborhood. And also this was I mean, at least when you guys checked out the space, this was also right when COVID was that was pre Super we, yeah. Yeah, so, we started
3: pre-pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. it was
2: also like, well, hey, we need something that can be easily taken out and in the I can't think of a better food that is more taken out than pizza.
3: In the beginning the space was offered more to open an acronym. And we're like, I know this is too many, 56,000 square feet. Now, this is too much. Akoran is a really tough restaurant to run, per se. So I, uh, so we're like, I know. I think that there is another opportunity, uh, another type of restaurant that we can kind of focus on and kind of bring on, and that's kind of how... We started like thinking about pizza.
2: Yeah. And then they split it with, the, so then corn yeah. flour got half and then we got the other half and that's
3: what made it. Oh much my gosh. More that was manageable. all
0: one area. At that first. was one yeah. restaurant. Including, Holy including a uh, slate
3: too. Yes. So it was everything. It was, it was like 8,000 square feet.
2: Yeah. yeah. Too much.
0: Hey there listeners, we'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I gotta remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. If there's anyone I trust to know more about food than me, it's chefs. These people have dedicated their lives to learning about food, and they'll only serve the best of the best in their restaurants. So when you see Certified Piedmontese beef on restaurant menus from Oregon to Hawaii to Florida and everywhere in between... You can rest assured this is a fantastic product. And while I love eating Certified Piedmontese products in restaurants, it tastes great on your table too. Place an order at CertifiedPiedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, to save 25%. You'll see why restaurants all over America are proud to put the Certified Piedmontese stamp on their menus. And now, back to my guest. How'd you get roped into this, Roberto? <laughs> He biked um. up
4: on me. <laughs> so, I I was working in Oregon one one day. I just came back and I decided to go to a ride bike. And Tim was there. That, the only, right here, dude. OMG. Yeah, and uh, we started to hang out and he asked me if I wanted to help him with a pop-up that he has inside the one, right? Was it really? Yeah. And then we went there. And uh, that was it. That was... Um, they didn't even know I was uh, supposed to start to help moods. And they're like, hey, you, you just got a text. Would you like to be the chef of the plate? I'm like, oh, well. I was <laughs> like, I never work with pizza, but you know, I like challenge. So I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, he had multiple yeah. offers. Yeah. Like if yeah.
2: a chef comes back to town, people are going to try to track him down. So I was actually like, waiting. I was like, nah, you no, know, he's got too much other stuff going on.
3: But then, yeah, that one day I was just like, I don't know. Maybe it's meant to be. So When we sat down and talked to him, we were like, a, he picked us. So he got a really good offers on the table, and he decided to gonna kind of move on with us, and we couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it was it was really hard decision, actually, because, you know, Moot's family is, like, really awesome family. I love them. They're family to me. And then these guys I know for years, too, like, I don't want to hurt nobody, you know. But at the end, it's like uh, I could be just – helping you know topping pizza so i can do my own ideas you know so i was like i hope they understand and they they wow. totally did you know they are they're awesome and and i was like yeah i want to try to do some ideas here and start to get down the rabbit hole of pizza though. <laughs> and all that it's it's crazy seriously it's super crazy and everybody have their favorites everybody have their styles and it's like i just don't want to be there but i'm just gonna do our own thing you know and they told me what they kind of want, and we don't want to be, like, too crazy fancy, but we don't want to be too comfort food. You just come right in the middle where everybody likes. And, yeah, they
0: invite me, and that's it. I say, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so <coughs> while we're here, I want to give a shout-out to Moots because we made several references to them, just in case mm-hmm. somebody doesn't, hasn't been to Moots, d- doesn't know what we're talking about. It's a pizza place in Countryside Village run by the Atkinson yeah. family. Very very delicious pizza. Awesome people. One after you've gone to Dolomiti and had great pizza there, go over to Moots and say hi to them because they're it's amazing fantastic. too. Yeah. yeah, we can support everybody. Yep, yeah. um, so I made reference to this, but first social media posts were December of 2022, <laughs> and you guys opened without any fanfare, which I'm going to get to and get on you about in December of 2023. And I, I think the original plan was to open summer or something yeah. along those that's lines. That's what the article said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the goal
3: was before College World Series. Before
0: the College World yeah. So, I mean, there are always <laughs> setbacks in restaurant build-outs. Can you maybe highlight two or three things that just – obviously, the payoff has been worth it, but like, what were some of the frustrating pain points that you guys had to push through? I mean, yeah. to
2: be fair, the biggest one wasn't us. It's a historical building, and each tenant – that moves in the space has to undergo <laughs> this arduous historical approval. And we thought being one of the last tenants, they would have this operation streamlined. And they said, like, oh, yeah, just a couple months tops. And then it, what, literally took six months? Six months.
3: So they Besides were, that one financing, too, you yeah. got to be realistic. I mean, uh, uh, you go to any uh, bank and you ask for money, uh, it's not that easy to kind of get. I mean, restaurants usually are financed I mean, by the owners. That's kind of basically what it happens. So to find somebody, even though we have experience in the industry, we've been for probably myself, I've been for 18 years, 19 years, I mean, team has been the same. Uh, still, sometimes it's kind of hard to convince a bank to kind of give you money. That's kind of the reality. So that put us a little bit on hold. We were like a still, we signed, we got this, the lease signed already and uh, we were, okay, well what's next step? Because I mean, one bank said no. Okay, let's go to the next one. Who is available? Who really believe in us? Who's going to kind of provide the money, and that was a big challenge, I mean, in the process as well, besides the historical part, so, uh, so yeah, that kind of delayed the project a little bit longer, too.
4: I think the hood, too, right? Just the, oh, the to hood, go all at the, the end, like
3: six we were devils. getting chills every time, every time I got a phone call at seven in the morning, I was shaking, it's like, oh, Lord, what's happening now? <laughs> and that, that was probably the last three months before we opened the restaurant, get the permits to be able to... Uh, fire the oven uh, to be able to do uh, the, that dual gas and uh, wood it was a big challenge too so yeah multiple things I mean when people believe or people think but, that people don't know the majority of people don't know what is the reality behind restaurants and it's a lot more work and sacrifice that people really think uh, we do what we do because we're passionate because we love what definitely to serve people we, we want I mean, people to be happy and share and eat and that's kind of the dream. Uh, I always focus on when I'm thinking about, I mean, to open a restaurant or when I have an idea is to how people are going to feel when we serve food. Uh, I picture people having a great time. At the, I mean, I visualize it. I mean, it's uh, they're having a great time. And that's kind of what it motivates me to move forward, to continue working on. Not an easy industry for sure.
0: Carlos, you are a wild man because we're talking about you. Yes, you own a re, you own O'Karan, which is pretty well up That's been in Benson since like what twenty sixteen or eight, something. Eight years eight, now. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. But then you're working on opening Dolomiti, and you open Rotisserie Urban Bistro. Like, what was that? I think I have it in November. Mm. So I mean, you're essentially opening two restaurants at one time that are. Mm wildly different in terms of cuisine in, time, in terms of service style area of town, it's everything. He's not normal.
2: He's not normal.
0: <laughs> That's not. What, what was this period of life like for you? How did you do this?
3: I am the problem. I always said, I mean, I feel bad for my wife <laughs> yeah. up there. Yeah, she's, she's my rock.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, it's uh, just wanted to open a place and believe you know, in the concept and Eating food that excites me, and that's what I want to bring to the tables and have people to enjoy it. That's it. It's, pretty, it's a pretty simple feeling. It's just to want to feed people and make people happy. That's Yeah, it. and
2: the team is everything. I mean, like, anything any of us does is only because we have yeah. each other. I cannot imagine doing any of that stuff. I mean, it's yeah. like the amount of experience and knowledge that both of them have is, like, insane. So it's just like you, we have the best resources here
3: already and you got the charisma and the face of this guy. That's why the face of the restaurant. I'm an old he's geezer now. He's got the mustache. I'm an old geezer now. So, you know, he's the boy. This is the other boy with the mustache. I just stay in the back. I mean, it's like, fine. I will go and kind of do, do I need to do dishes? I will do dishes. It's okay.
2: Yeah, I now mean, we, we all do that. He jumped yeah. on the line the other day. He just walked in. We both made eye contact and everything was full. And I didn't say a word. And next thing, he was cooking on the range. And he just knew. He was like, well, this is where I need to be right now. And we got it
3: done. <laughs> Yeah, got it done.
0: So, so many people, I think, when a new restaurant opens, the focus is immediately on the food, and that's to be expected. But I think so much of a restaurant experience is, it starts the moment that you enter, and there's the design of the space. There's a personality that each space has where you come in, and you should get a sense of, here's what I'm going to be experiencing over the next 30 minutes, hour, hour and a half, whatever it might be. As you're, I mean, you're crafting the pizza, you're crafting the menu and everything. How did you imagine the space? How did the space come together to create the personality that you were looking for in the restaurant? I mean, that's what brought us there. The
3: reason why we're there is because it's a 160-year-old building. Uh, There's no way to make a replica of it. Everything is glass Uh, and steel now. Yes, it's kind of, we fell in love with the building and we saw the work that they did in the, how they call it, in the in the dock, in the middle part of, of the building. And we're like, oh, well, we need to keep these floors. It's a beautiful floor, arena you know, floors. Uh, you see the columns. At this point, will be a 360-year-old uh, tree to be able to kind of make that column. So we're like, a, it's a special. It feels warm, inviting. That's the type of place that you want wood. It was perfect. Yeah. We, we, we were able to kind of see the opportunity and see the restaurant looking before we even, you know. Yeah, shout out to
2: Scopa, our oh, architects. They guys, did, without them, they would did be cone flower and, and but they also did the design for us, so not only did they do the architecture for it, but they also designed it, um, and they knew exactly the vision, because yeah, timeless was the word we kept saying, because it's like, when people walk into Dolomiti, we want them to kind of forget where and when they are, because like, you know, in Italy, everything's hundreds of years old. Every pizzeria is like a hundred years old. And so we're in a new, we're a new, a new place, but in an old space. So we wanted people to come in and just like, we didn't want to feel brand new in a space that's that old. So we kind of wanted just to dial everything back. And yeah, timeless was the one word we wanted. And Roberto jinxed us because every time he kept saying, he goes, dude, people just come in here. They don't want to leave. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, the, like, the, flash over, there's a table. There was four people. They literally got there at 6, and they stayed until 10. Yeah. And the, I was just like, dude, place, what did you say? The place
4: wasn't even done. Like, you know, they start to put the tiles, and we have all these beautiful plants, and... It, it, Vendors will go there or guys that making construction work. where that you sit down and, like, just keep talking. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, wow. It's like <laughs> No like one, one d- would leave. <laughs> <laughs> them, I mean, the restaurant doesn't have any uh, paintings or anything on the walls. It's just... We haven't tidy. had time haven't to put, put time. him on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember this guy, Brent Crampton, is like, dude, there's a lot of visually to take here. It's like the tiles, the plans, the columns, the oven, the tiles on the floor, like, mm-hmm. the bricks. Like So it's just, like, naturally... Made for something cool, yeah. The 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 big columns is like I think I hear it was, uh, from the redwoods in California. The place was built in 1800s. Somebody I think Isaiah and Jesus from Architect Coffee like you know count the lines. It was 300 lines, so that means the tree is like 300 year old. Mm-hmm. So the tree is like 1500s. So like ancient, yeah. It's it's, it's super cool space, yeah. yeah it's it's a, an a, amazing. A, yeah, space. It's, it's 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 great. It was already there. <laughs> Yeah, And then you
0: you top it off with that beautiful green oven right in the center there. That's the centerpiece. It it looks fantastic. All right. So I believe that Dolomedi first opened like mid-December of 2023. Now, I'm not sure of that exact date because there was no announcement that it was opening. I've been been waiting like (laughs) watching social media for a year, waiting for you guys, waiting for you guys. And then all of a sudden... Here's here's a picture here. Here's a here's a shared story on Instagram here. And I'm like, what the heck, guys? Like most restaurants have soft openings, but this was even a step beyond that. This was the softest of soft That's, openings. That was the goal. Timing yeah, well, it, it was. was not what happened. Why yeah. such a quiet start? Like, tell me how it, it got started. Well, one, we we had to open. I mean we were out of
2: money and the project had taken way longer than we thought, and yeah. we were just like we need to open. We got open. And we were we ready? No, no. that's another thing. Like said, we already had commitment. People expect restaurants to have all this stuff ready, like the branding, the design. No, like we were printing menus before I got there, before lunch, when we opened and there's typos and things that we we're <laughs> editing. Like every morning I'm printing new menus to get things figured out. And it's just like we had no choice. I we mean, didn't we, even
4: cover like a... Like a kitchen full of hands, you know, like workers or anything. No, more. we like just got three guys that work like at twelve hours yeah. or thirteen hours. And then we day, thought like,
2: that we could just soft open and then announce stuff as it starts, but then it ju- it, it was, was holidays so and things exploded. And you know, normally what was the benchmark? Like you sell a hundred dough, yeah. hundred pizzas. Like that's a nice benchmark. And we like I think the second day we at were already day, over, like literally just yeah. one to the next, and we're like, okay, well. Now we don't have time to do anything else. We did, else a, we did they, an event. <laughs> but make pizza. <laughs> we did a Christmas
3: event, yeah. uh, and it was just 98, 98 pies that it was sold, and that was the first time that we made uh, that we have made so many pizzas. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of stories. We will have to probably sit down and do another show, and you know, because I, mean, I refilled not, these drinks yeah. <laughs> probably three times because it's kind of it is it is challenging. It was it was a lot right from the get-go, and yeah, of course, I mean, intense. there is literally no. Uh, uh, we need to put some paintings on that I have from Spanish time that we want to kind of bring in and different cool stuff. But, you know, we haven't had the time to put decoration. These guys making 200, I mean, rolling bowls of dough, 200, I mean, a day. And at the next day, just to to be able to keep up with
0: it. You said you have some great stories. Share a couple from, <laughs> those, from those first couple of weeks. That, this is what the people are we, here we, for. We blacked it out.
4: I want to huh? I I share just one recently. Yes, do it. <laughs> we, every week, like making more and more people, right, so we were out of the, but we have like two day fermentation, so that allowed us to kind of like have a backup, but not a backup um you know Jack, he was working similar like he's us and we were like working, and I was running out of the like a, it's it was a game on creighton and and I think like at the volleyball game from the new professional, and it wasn't even six, and we look each other like a dude, we're going to run out of dough. <laughs> and it's like, and then the other guy is just like start to ball in it. And I was like, God, where are we going to go to, you know? And yeah, sure enough, like, he got the time to get the new dough and we kind of stretch it, right? It's like, what? We kind of stretch it, like, and, and it it's like tough, taking right? forever yeah, because it was, it was really just ball. And I remember I saw this pizzeria one time, me and Tim were like making fun because they were like rolling it with a pin roll. And I was like, <laughs> I think we're just gonna have to pinroll that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was so embarrassing. But Jack is like, you know, let's go and you let's just start to pin roll.
0: That, all that's that seventy percent improvising, like you talked yeah, about. Yeah, Jack. And, and I was crushes, like,
4: yeah. yeah, and 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 I was like, you you know, like <laughs> we don't have to do it. I mean, there's no. I have a a friend that opened a pizzeria in Mexico City. He told me about this kind of problem, but he didn't do the right solution. So he just went out to the to the dining room and say I'm sorry guys there is no pizza tonight
1: he, so just, like, oh, yeah, he just yeah because he couldn't leave, yeah.
4: stretch it so like I was in my mind no we're not gonna do that what are we gonna do and then I saw the pin roll because that we do with the paninos with that like let's go and yeah Jack, yeah, make it happen for sure and and I remember pizza st- uh, people are still liking the pizza but I was like, yeah, I noticed it wasn't that like that puffy at the end. like you guys usually do. It, like, oh, you just know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's uh, that's the more recent one that I can share. And, and, and I remember all uh, uh, Dario used to say, "Solutions, no problems." And I told that to Jack years ago, and he was like, hey, "You know what? Solutions, no problems." And Bring
3: solutions, yeah. no problem. And then out. we make it happen yeah, that, that is,
4: day. One of yeah. the one of the busiest right. days, right? 282 yeah, people. Yeah, we
3: have. We served that day probably two. No, that was a 235 and and people. And people. So that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people, that's guys. A that's a lot of, people, a lot of, people. of pizza. Which we're they were sore. They're like,
2: you're physically sore after you yeah. do that. For the physical yes. and the,
4: the pressure, the yes. tension, you know, like yeah. the, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not slowing down because I was talking to you guys off the mics and you said Saturday was actually a personal best for the restaurant. So, I mean, still crushing it. People, yeah, are, people aren't slowing down at all. But have you started to implement some processes that have made things a little bit more manageable where maybe the volume is still crazy high, but you're <laughs> like, okay, we're no longer drowning. We're Still not, drowning?
4: No, we're not right now, but treading water. Just yeah. thinking about like you know Valentine's Day and then like nice weather, patio open, and then College World Series. Like psh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't we know. will. Yeah, we are having.
1: We are having a patio, know. so no,
2: that's like our patio. From it, you can see the stadium. Oh, and man. so everyone, everyone's always like, "Oh, you're gonna kill it during College World Series," and we're like. Please don't say that. We're like stressed. (laughs) We're we're literally losing sleep already about it because we have to, like, the only homework we've done is like we have to rent a refrigerated truck because we don't have storage for enough dough because it's a two-day ferment. Like, it needs to go slow and low. You know, like, that's where the flavor develops. And so we're already just like, we we don't even know how we're going to do it. We'll have to figure that one out next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Solutions, I mean,
0: not
4: problems.
3: <laughs> yep. I don't yeah. want to hear about it.
4: And we're, and we're not even open yet, right?
3: We officially opened like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah it's we're right. like, hey, yeah, we're open. Man. Yeah. The longest the soft opening
0: ever. Just yeah.
3: keep it going,
2: yeah
0: but it's something that he had. Friends helped. and family night, but all of Omaha's friends Just, and family. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah,
2: every night, friends and family, except well, Mondays. The self-opening
3: <laughs> part, it, we had a lot of commitments, not a lot, but a few commitments that it, it was really hard to run and be able to execute this event for 100 Pixels, for example, and then open the doors, I mean, for customers. That's going to be impossible. We were understaffed completely. Uh, so, yeah, it's all those challenges that, you know, the industry has per se that, you know, again, we, we deal with it, but. But he makes, I mean, the opening, the, the, the grand opening the formal opening uh, take longer than usually would.
0: Mm. Something that I loved about what you guys have done is you've really taken advantage of the relationships in that Millwork common space. And that in the time before you could actually be open, you were doing pop-ups at Cross Strain. And you were able to test the pizzas and get feedback from people. And now your menu, you have a dessert that features ice cream from Cone Flour. And your affogato uses uh, espresso from Archetype Coffee. How advantageous is it to be in a space that has these different concepts where you can kind of collaborate and play off each other? Yeah, I mean, it
2: was Amazing. it was super humbling because we go in there, you know, Coneflower. They got like best ice cream in the midwest or something isaiah who is one of the owners of archetype he got like fourth best barista in the world and then you know sweet magnolias already has this cult following and then we just kind of show up three relatively new for the first time (laughs) yeah (laughs) new (laughs) pizza people and everyone's just like who are these guys you know and we were like well hopefully we'll make a good pizza (laughs) yeah
4: Yeah. no they're all good neighbors like um you know great people I I have the ideas of ice cream was like I'm not gonna do my ice cream. I have the best one probably <laughs> in the nation. I, I, you know what I'm trying to do here and yeah, Katie and 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 the guys from uh, Conflowers are awesome and archetype. You know I know those guys for so long. So yeah, just trying to be friendly with the neighbors, right? And and it's working out. It's it's great.
2: Well and that's what we were saying. In all the restaurants we've collectively opened, like we have never seen a space where like within the first week or two we had like repeat customers. Like because so many people live and work right around there, like we would have regulars immediately. Mm-hmm. And like I mean we'd have people come in, they dine Sunday night and then we're closed Monday and then they would be there for lunch on Tuesday. Like like so many people, whether we knew them or not, they would just come back and, like, a couple of them were these Austrian guys I met, and they were just, like, you know, they all ask about the name, because they're from the other side of Italy, right there across the border. And, like, he literally ate it, and he was, like, this is so legit, and there's like, yeah. the best compliment. And these people, they just, they try it, and they come back. And to us, I don't think there's a bigger compliment. Like, if you eat it, and within even one week's time, you're back, like, to us,
4: that's huge. Yeah, yeah it's it's true. Um, me and Jack, I've opened a few restaurants, Monarch, like, Cottonwood, and... You know other ones, and uh, usually people are like oh, I'm gonna give them like a month so they can get things figured out. I was like, okay, cool. And this one is like <laughs> the same week they go there. Like, whoa! You know, it's, it's a huge compliment. We're doing something good. And and come back to the to the people, the community around us. You know, everybody has something to offer. Everybody is really great. No, not just business, but persons. And and I think that attracts a lot of a lot of people. You know, like. Jeff Lobowski and and all these people that work there and are like always running around, you know, like hey, how you doing? Is everything okay? And bringing more people and it's it's just it's just really cool to be part of that community with all those cool neighbors and that is how the collaboration came. You know, like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we need to do something special with these people that we have here. You know, mm-hmm. so that's how how everything started with the
0: collaborations for sure. Favorite pizza on the menu. Oh. It's not on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Not not on the menu. We can go off menu
4: too. It might
2: be on the menu. Yeah.
4: Yeah. We have played with a lot of things. I mean,
2: yeah, we're going to try to do like a pizza of the week Uh, because, like I said, seasonality is huge for us. So we do want our standards, but we do want to rotate as things, you know, growing local farmers, all that stuff. Um, But by far, right now, the Rustica has kind of become the house pizza. It's got the house made hot honey. Uh, We just made our own using locally grown Calabrian chilies. And that one, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean it's it's different. I think one guy on Facebook made fun of us for having broccoli on a pizza, mm-hmm. and uh, but then you try it and you're like, well, it works. It's it delicious. Works. So I don't know. And yeah. <laughs>
3: After that is pepperoni and margarita. Uh, I think the ones who follow right.
4: Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh. Patata. The s- patata is my, okay, yeah, my favorite. Okay, my favorite is patata. I did it one time with a fried egg on top and like prosciutto instead. Pancetta. Don't say yeah, that careful, now. They're gonna yeah. order. Everyone's <laughs> expecting it. It's a it. breakfast.
3: It's a breakfast
4: pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're, we're not. we doing, doing that yet. yet.
0: <laughs> By the way, the pizza he's talking about it has potatoes on it. And if you haven't had potatoes on pizza yet, well, maybe give these guys a couple weeks. But <laughs> no, then, no. then, go no, down to drink Get Tringada. We already already
4: went through no you you guys can come anytime uh, but yeah uh, one compliment about that pizza is this uh, lady went with her mom and said you know in 2012 I went to Italy with my mom we eat this potato uh, pizza it was great and then after COVID we finally have the chance to go again but I couldn't find uh, a nice pizza so when I hear you guys have like potato pizza which for a lot of people is like crazy right like a starch on, on a starch it's like, this is probably my second favorite. It's like, okay, I made this girl wait in some years and she went a couple times to Italy. So it's like, here is this little Mexican making pizzas and she loves it, you know? All right, cool. I have not even went to Italy yet, but that was cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. <clears throat> not yet. So as we wind down here, so much of Dolomiti's story so far, from what you guys have said, it, it's been frustrations and it's been hard stuff. It's not being able to open when you wanted to open and really having to wait on that. And then when you did open, there were just logistical complications that have made it really tough on you guys. But have you had a chance to sit back and like appreciate what you've done? I mean, you've created a restaurant that when people are coming in like crazy, that means that there's good word of mouth getting out there and you're proud of the product. Have you gotten a chance to just breathe and be like, you know what? There's a lot of hard work ahead, but we, but we have something here.
2: No, no. Uh, I mean, no, I did we make haven't. the joke the other day. We appreciate day it. Where I was sure, like, I, w- I think I w- like, we were sitting. I was like, man, I would love to eat at this restaurant. <laughs> 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 That's why we made it. You know, like we wanted to provide something that you know we, we enjoy is too. different. You know, and the, for us, it's the the European style of pizza. Like we we joke that we're like a pizza restaurant. You know, we want people to come in, slow down, have some wine. And again, try things that aren't usual because there's so many similar things. Why would you not try something that's different? And yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love to chill and hang out, but we've got our work cut out for us. I mean, every day it's just, we're putting out one million fires just nonstop from the moment you w- from the moment I get his Buenos Dias text in the morning. I'm like, all right, here we go again.
4: Let's do
3: it again. And as the in the kitchen. Seven. We're
2: always like, here we go again. Like as soon as you 7:15, hear
3: 7.15, the- probably something around there <laughs> when it's late.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys have put in a lot of hard work and you've, you've gone through a lot but you've created something that's, in my opinion, really, really special and I thank can't you. wait to thank just you. see yeah. how far it comes and what it evolves in the years to come. Thank you so much for your hard work and thank you for coming on the podcast yeah, tonight. Thank you. This for is their one day it. off. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. they're here. Yeah, we're firing up the oven and I was like, hey, let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we love pizza, you know. It's- but mostly we also love the community. That's yeah, that's yeah. why I, we do
4: it. I love food in general, I and mean, pizza is awesome. You know, it's something that you can share with everybody. You can bring your friends, and if you notice there is no protein that you can eat just by yourself, everything is <laughs> shareable. Everything, yeah. to- everything is shareable, so I like that. I like to just bring people yeah, it's together. It's not a party until there's people. That's how we eat, right? We're just like, no. oh, let me try that, yeah. let me try that. So, but yeah. yeah. yeah no. And that's Thank what you. we
2: did challenge people because we do the one size because we kind of want people to, like, Snack, you know, share, you know, order a pizza, but order other stuff and then try everything and kind of do more of a restaurant style for a pizzeria. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. But thank you for uh, having uh, us. Yeah. yeah. Thank, no, you thank, you, you. It for thank you, everyone. Thank you for coming Welcome. up here. Appreciate it. Thank Bunch you. of ding-dongs.
3: Three ding-dongs. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And I got to say, in the madness of coming here and whatever, I forget the Caesar dressing. So you guys, yeah, guys yeah. got to go to try it at to the restaurant try. now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now come get the Caesar salad. You're going to want it.
0: <laughs> My fault. All right. Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.
2: Ahura Media Production.